0: the popular campaign that is currently going on right now in America, which is Democrat led primarily as well as the mainstream media to curtail freedom of speech under the feeble excuse of curtailing misinformation is in reality, the final act in a totalitarian drive to erase American Liberty. That's exactly what's taking place right now. The entire drive by the left to curtail information by calling it and labeling it misinformation or campaigns to curtail misinformation is really the final act in the totalitarian drive. We do not live in a free country if there is not a free flow of information. If we don't have access to all the information that is available, then we do not live in a free country. Now people may say, well, I don't feel that it's right now, a slave state. But one thing we need to keep in mind is this is a big country and it takes a while for things to shake out, but that's exactly what we have going on right now. And I dare anyone to take me to task on this. If you don't have access individuals to all information, then we don't have a free country. I want to hark back for a moment to Thomas Jefferson, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. He made this comment in his first inaugural address in 1801. Sometimes he said, it is said that man cannot be trusted with the government of himself. Can he then be trusted with the government of others? Or have we found angels in the forms of kings to govern him? Let history answer this question. That's exactly the issue. He put it in proper perspective. And the issue is, can we as individuals As people, can we govern ourselves? Can we, the people, be trusted with the government of ourselves? Or is it the case that we have to be overseen, overlorded by those looking down upon us in the form of angels pretending themselves to be angels or kings to govern us and to give us the flow of information? Which is it with us? Well, right now we're facing the latter. And is this aristocratic attitude, this self-inflated opinion of politicians who congratulate themselves that they are the nobles, unlike us peasants, that make it necessary for them to sort out for us what is true and what is false before we consume. The Democrats pretend themselves to be our parents, like so many parents over, overlording and overseeing small children at the table, saying, here's the right food that you need on your plate, and you need to eat this and you don't need to eat that. This is precisely what the elitist Democrats have felt for years, and it is becoming plainer and plainer as we see what's taking place regarding Twitter, Facebook, and big tech. And that is they simply want to govern what we are fed. These bloated snobs are represented by, and certainly not limited to, for example, Barack Obama. We knew that when he went to be president. According to the New York Times, a recent article, Barack Obama takes on a new role. This is the title of the article. Fighting disinformation. He's complained for years about misinformation. And so he has embarked on a new role, according to the Times, to warn about the scourge of online falsehoods, which erode the foundations of democracy. Let's stop here for just a moment. Erode the foundations of democracy. No, The truth of the matter is that a free flow of information is necessary for democracy. And if people are going to govern themselves, then they must be able to decide for themselves what is true and what is false. And we don't need overlords to see over us and to dictate to us and to manage us to tell us what is true and what is false. And that is exactly what's been taking place regarding the elections, regarding Silicon Valley. As a matter of fact, King Obama lobbies Silicon Valley, the privileged class there, and he lobbies them to create regulatory measures to stifle the free flow of information. Here's the quote from the Times article. I think it is reasonable for us as a society to have a debate and then put in a place a combination of regulatory measures of and industry norms that leave intake the opportunity for these platforms to make money, but to say to them that there's certain practices you engage in that we don't think are good for society. There are certain practices. He just said that he doesn't think are good that you engage in. That is you people that are good for society. Amazing. Isn't it? It's exactly the, the example I gave you regarding parents overseeing children saying, These are certain foods that we don't think are good for you, and we're not going to let you eat them. But that's a parent talking to a four- and five-year-old child at the table. But that's what King Obama wants us to be like, and that is children. And they're going to decide what's palatable to us and what's not. Obama the autocrat will help decide what is good for society. How pompous, how arrogant. That's exactly where we are. Now, he's not the only one. President Joe Biden has lashed out at misinformation. It is those platforms that allow falsehoods about coronavirus vaccines to spread that ended up killing people, he complains. There it is again. That is misinformation. They, they, we're the nobles. They're basically the same. We're the nobles. We'll decide what's good for your health. You're the peasants. Your duty is to obey. Don't think for yourselves. You simply listened and goose step along. Biden's U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy echoed exactly the same sentiments. He said he has formally requested that the major tech platforms submit information about the scale of COVID-19 misinformation on social networks, search engines, crowdsourced platforms, e-commerce platforms, and instant messaging systems. <clears throat> that is, apply to the government, tell us what you, what's going on here, and we will tell you how to manage it. But it doesn't stop there. California Assemblyman Ivan Lowe, a Democrat, of course, introduced a bill aimed at stopping the spread of COVID 19 misinformation in February of this year. October, the state of California enacted the COVID 19 misinformation law for physicians, signed by Gavin Newsom, another autocrat. No more debate, no discussion, just suspension of medical licenses if misinformation defined by the government, is generated. Podcaster Joe Rogan has been under fire from Spotify for conducting interviews with experts such as Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCulloch, to dispute the government narrative about coronavirus. And then there is, of course, the Department of Justice, the arm of it, that is the law enforcement arm, and that is the FBI, purposefully spreading misinformation regarding Hunter Biden's laptop during the election of 2020. This is the same government that is pressing today to become the gatekeeper of correct information. Ladies and gentlemen, we have nothing but totalitarians in the democratic party and we better awaken and real quickly, or we're going to lose our country if we're not losing it already. Witness the open borders. Now this is all just the tip of the iceberg. And by the way, before this, program closes today. We want to talk about that COVID misinformation. We'll look at that more carefully in just a few moments. But all of this is just the tip of the iceberg. Evidence is mounting that our once free government supposedly managed by the people has become an oppressing force against the American citizenry by suppressing the free flow of information. How opposite the basic premise of the founding of America, our founding fathers, such as Thomas Jefferson wrote this in a letter In 1787, that's the very year the Constitution was drafted, the letter was to Edward Carrington. He made this comment. The people are the only censors of their governors, and even their errors will tend to keep the true principles of their institution. To punish these errors too severely would be to suppress the only safeguard of the public liberty. The only safeguard of public liberty, that is what? You have. Me, not government. And he goes on to say, or said earlier, that the only censors we need are people censoring their governors. In other words, it is the people who are to watch the government and make sure they don't put out misinformation. But we've turned that on its head. That's exactly where we are in America. Instead of we the people managing the government and government actors and deciding what they're saying is true or false, No, instead, the government has become so out of control powerful that it itself and the government actors, socialists, are telling us what we're going to consume as far as information is concerned. Boy, I tell you what, we have got upside down in this country, and we better get it right side up and rather quickly. The remarkable thing, I can't help but add this, regarding Thomas Jefferson, is that he stood beside the principles of freedom of speech in spite of the fact that he had been savaged by the press in his election for president. Remember, he ran against John Adams, and he became the president in 1801. And yet, even though he had been savaged by the press, just eaten alive, it was one of the the worst elections in history as far as ugly things being said. Instead of saying, you know what, we need to curtail the freedom of the press. We need to curtail the press. We need to curtail information and the flow of information. John Adams had done that, by the way. But instead of that, Jefferson, how magnanimous is this guy? He said, no, we need freedom of the press, freedom of speech, in spite of what he had just been through. And how sad it is that we have elected leaders in our country now who have made erasing the, the principles of freedom their primary objective. We, the people, are the only guardians of liberty, and it is we who need to censor our governors and politicians, not our politicians censoring us. You know, every totalitarian government that has ever existed has moved to quash dissenting opinions, every single one. And ours is doing the same right now again. Once again, as Jefferson warned, efforts to control the flow of information ought to produce, as he said, universal alarm, because it is leveled against the right of freely examining public characters and measures and a free communication among the people thereon, which has ever been justly deemed the only effectual guardian of every other right. That is we, the people in short, The loss of freedom of speech to government overlords through big tech, which is which have become government actors. And we've talked about that on past programs in the name of protecting us from misinformation. That's the loss, the very essence of liberty. We back in a moment. You might follow us on Spotify. Our show is Patriotic Pulpit, and that's what we call the show now, Patriotic Pulpit. And you can follow us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Amazon Music. That's an app. so both of those apps have this program on it. The website still is available. It's American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. We're changing that up by the end of the year, which is right around the corner. And if you would like to contribute to the program and help us along the way, then we're certainly happy for you to be able to do that. And of course, it takes money to do programs such as these. And if you can help us, that would be great. So you go to the website, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. There is a donate button that is there. And you can help us along the way. So that's how you get to us. Articles that I write, much of them, uh, much of the material, not all of it, I put also on this program, and that you'll find on the News Talk 1290 website. I have many articles dealing with these issues and many others. I also have a website which is, of course, Iowa org that stands for Church of Christ. It's Iowa Park Church of Christ dot org. And then, of course, I'm a preacher in the Churches of Christ, in the pulpits, and uh, therefore I have a lot of articles re- dealing with biblical topics, religious topics, moral topics, and all of those and more also on that website. You can find my sermons there, and you can find a lot of materials that I've had, been publishing for 30 years or so, and you can find what I believe on different topics and different things at IowaParkCOC.org. So... Those are the outlets that I'm uh, utilizing right now, so I invite you to go to them. You know, one of the things, speaking about religion, that we have always wanted to avoid, and we still want to avoid it, and that is having an established church. Now, there are many people who misunderstand what an established church is all about, and they think that if we preach that we need moral principles or biblical principles that are undergirding our country as our founding fathers did, and they still speak to us today that way, people suppose, well that's you're talking about having an established church and we want separation of church and state, blah blah blah. Not understanding anything about what they're really saying, apparently. But we do not want an established church, and that is taxes that are being paid to support the pulpits and the doctrines of a particular church. And that was the case in different states of the Union as we formed the a constitution. For example, in the state of Maryland, the state church was the Roman church. And then in other states, such as Connecticut and so forth, there was the congregational church. And that was the established church of those states. But what our founders did not want was to have an established church nationally. That is, there's not going to be a national denomination for the United States. And so we're not going to pay tax money to support the doctrines and the preaching that comes out of a particular pulpit. And that's what the first amendment involves and is all about. It's not about separating biblical principles from government, but that's the way modernists want to take it because they want to, they want to, of course, go in a different direction where they will allow abortion in spite of the fact that abortion is the killing of the unborn and they don't want any debate on the issue. They don't want to discuss it. They want to just talk about how, it's a woman's right to choose and all that kind of thing and have nothing to do with, they don't want to talk about whether there's life in the womb. So at any rate, the principles of the Bible were undergirding, have always undergirded the basic freedoms of our nation. And so that's what our founders intended. But we did not want an established church. But I'm going to say this, that liberals have instead created in some ways because of this, Misinformation campaign that they're taking on have created an established church. John Hanson Beadle was a prolific author in the 19th century, as well as an editor of the Salt Lake Reporter. He was one who was unfriendly, to say the least, to the Mormon church and wrote many volumes ex- exposing the Latter day Saints. But one does not have to agree with his stance on Mormonism to appreciate what he writes in the front piece of his 1870 volume called Life in Utah or the Mysteries and Crimes of Mormonism. It involves the individual liberty to choose what we believe. And he speaks about the free flow of information in 19th century America. Now, what strikes me about it when you read it, and I think it will strike you also, is that it is the very opposite of what is occurring today in the United States government that because we have a government that seeks to define for us what is misinformation and are going to curtail that misinformation. And they're in active business of curtailing it and skewing elections by doing so. And that means, of course, we don't have a free country. If you don't have a free election, you don't have a free country. We've lost freedom in this country. We've lost it. That's exactly where we stand. But in the business of curtailing information, that is the insignia of all totalitarian governments. And there's no, absolutely no difference in that and the government of England deciding what religious doctrines that Englishmen were to believe and were to support. Now, I'm asking you, what would be the logical difference between that, England, deciding what religious doctrines you're going to support and what church you're going to be belong to, the Church of England, and what's taking place now And that is to say that the government through big tech is going to decide what information you're going to be, have access to, and which you're not going to have access to. What is the difference? Well, there's no difference. And that is an established church. So behind the suppressed information, I want you to consider some of the principles. And this was from J.H. Beadle in 1870. He pointed out that America has spawned a variety of beliefs, and he's talking in religious terms at this point and he says hence we see that every new or purely American phase of religious error there's always tact always has lacked a feature of political power communism of property social license moral perversion general revolt against accepted theories in law medicine marriage government or social relations and this variety of beliefs be they religious or political makes no difference This is, and he points it out, is the logical outgrowth of freedom. Now, he was decrying the growth of Mormon belief. But he says we need to have the freedom that people can choose what they want to believe and what they're going to adhere to. And that is the logical outgrowth of freedom. He writes it this way, In the perfect liberty of conscience guaranteed the perverted or diseased conscience is equally free to choose as he will, it is reasonable to suppose that many will choose but poorly. But the problem is that government leaders don't today want us to choose poorly. They want us to choose wisely. But once again, who is it that's going to decide what's wise and what's poor? Are you going to be able to decide for yourself what you want to believe religiously, politically, or are you going to have government overlords, overseers to tell you what is wise and what is not? And so the temptation has always been in seats of power for people to suppress, that is, in those seats of power, the unwise, what they call the poor views. But when the government authority gets in the business of deciding what is wise and what is poor on the information scale, you know what the result is? Totalitarianism. That's where the Democrats are right now. The Democrats thus wish to label misinformation so that America might be unified behind a totalitarian state. What to believe? That's an established church. But repression, by the way, is not unity. Beadle asked the question, suppose either of the prominent sects, that is churches, be made the established church. If indeed the mind can possibly conceive of an established church in America, let's take, for example, he says, the Methodist. What would occur? That church would at once lose many of its communicants most people would avoid it to the farthest extent allowed by law not from any particular hostility to that one church but simply because it was established that's exactly what's taking place ladies and gentlemen that's what's occurring right now but pertaining to political political doctrine and Elon Musk is the one having purchased Twitter he's exposing that Alex Newman writes this from rigging Google's algorithm to promote the UN propaganda and deploying over 100,000 propagandists to actually removing criticism of global warming agenda from the Internet and social media. Top deep state globalists are now out in the open with the agenda to silence all who question this and disingenuously promote their own narrative. Fake fact checkers promoting the lies and squelching the truth are proliferating. This is illegal and extremely dangerous. This is, in effect, an established church. And that's what we have going on right now in America. We have gone come, full circle. Now, when we come back from break, I want to talk about misinformation indeed from the government regarding COVID-19. Back in a moment. Let's talk about vaccine propaganda. There's a great article by Veronica Kralinko in the new American magazine, one of the recent publications. And she has certain facts in it that we want to bring to light for your consumption here. And that is, first of all, the U S drug food and drug administration, the FDA granted emergency youth authorization. That's the EUA to Pfizer BioNTech, Moderna COVID vaccines in December, 2020. And the claim was at the time, that those vaccines had 95% efficacy. And the message was all Americans needed to get vaxed, All of them, all of us. Biden unleashed a huge propaganda campaign to ensure that we would all get vaxed. Now, according to the HHS documents that have been obtained by Judicial Watch, this is exactly what the Biden administration was involved in, a huge propaganda campaign which involves so many different moving parts in order to get Americans vaccinated. But what happened was that there was a vaccine hesitancy in spite of the fact that the vaccines were declared a miracle. America magazine said that stat news echoed the same. They called it a miracle and it was the fastest vaccine ever approved. Many hesitated because of the speed for one thing, And I hesitated myself and refused because I've gotten where I think, okay, when we got a propaganda campaign, it's pretty easy to see. And when all of the Bidens and Obamas and other peoples in the world, including the Dick Cheney's of the world and Liz Cheney's wanting us to get vaxxed, I think, you know what? Something's wrong here because we have this propaganda campaign going on. And so many people hesitated because of that campaign. Now, normally, it takes many years to develop and test a vaccination, particularly because of the long-term effects. And in order to get the long-term effects and be able to see them and analyze them, it takes a long time. Technology that vaccines were, were used had never been utilized on humans outside of clinical trials. These vaccines, that is the COVID vaccine, never, never outside of clinical trials. And here's something else interesting: emergency youth author- authorization means something something very special, and that is that the vaccine manufacturers were shielded from legal liability over side effects caused by the shots. I don't know if you know that or not, but since it was the EUA, that is emergency youth use authorization, Moderna, Pfizer, so forth. Shielded from legal liability because of side effects. Now, that's something that's important. Now, we ought to be able to see a pattern here that's working, and that is we've talked about within the last month the same type of pattern going on when the government, Democrat led government, gives to big tech legal liability or rather protection from legal liability for material that's published on their websites or uh, upon their upon their uh, spaces in on the internet they they shield them from liability that that tells you something that tells you that government is in league with the big tech companies and according to the supreme court that means that the big tech companies twitter facebook and so forth are actually government actors so what we have is twitter and facebook have been government actors They suppressed information. That means government is suppressing information. Now, that's the same thing going on regarding the vaccinations. The government provides a shield to protect them from legal liability. The very definition of EUA implies that the shots were investigational, experimental, meaning that anyone taking them became, in fact, the subject of an experiment performed on human beings. That's the truth of the matter. Dr. Robert Malone, an mRNA technology pioneer, said, this is the largest experiment performed on human beings in the history of the world. Now, let that soak in for just a moment. So, Biden's campaign, attacking the unvaxxed, Pew Research Center in December 2020 said that almost 40% of Americans were concerned and said that either definitely not, are probably not when asked if they would take the shot. 40%. But all of a the sudden, they were called names, they were criticized, the government, the leftist of the world, the leftist in our country, strongly politicized the issue for vaccinations, blaming Republicans for refusing to take the shot and harming public health. That what was going on. And the lead in that was Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was the director of National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And he often expressed frustration with Republicans and Trump supporters. But we have the goods on Dr. Fauci now. In March of 2021, for example, he said it was disturbing that the number of Trump voters did not take the vaccine merely because of political considerations. Well, first of all, Dr. Fauci, Trump never advised supporters not to take the shot. He himself took the shot and he advised others to do the same. But his main message was that every person should make his own choice. Fauci doesn't like that. He's one of those government totalitarian dictators who thinks, matter of fact, he even said, I am medicine and I will tell you what's good for you. So therefore, you need to do what I say. He claimed to be the expert. According to the Epic Times, that would be December of this year, the 2nd of December, Fauci knew of the origins of the COVID, uh, of the COVID, he knew the virus, the origins of it, but he suppressed the information. According to the Freedom of Information Act last week, from Judicial Watch suing for it, Fauci's own organization, the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, quote, believed that it came from a Chinese lab. One leading scientist Christian Anderson told Fauci in January 30, January 31st, 2020, in an email that some of the features potentially looked engineered. Another one of his doctors, Robert Gary, wrote February 2, 2020, quote, I just can't figure out how this gets accomplished by nature. However, in a February 1 teleconference, All of these doctors and more of them also aggressively pushed the narrative of a natural origin that was not manufactured in a lab. Anderson even ridiculed claims that COVID-19 came out of a lab. That theory as a crackpot theory. Now, get it for a moment, will you? And that is Dr. Fauci and his doctors on the inside were saying that it most likely they believed it came from a lab, but they didn't want you to believe that. And they said, absolutely not. And they said, if you believe such a thing, that's a crackpot theory. Well, they were believing crackpot theories. They just didn't want it to go public. But now it's gone public. That's Dr. Fauci for you. Joe Biden, he wanted to override all your civil liberties. And this is the important point in all of this. You have civil liberties. But no, Joe Biden wants to override those. He said his patience is wearing thin with the unvaccinated who can cause a lot of damage. And they are. That's what he quoted quoted the same. He ordered as many as 100 million Americans working with the federal government and large businesses to take the shot or be fired. Let me stop here for a moment. Now you can see why government health care such as Obamacare is absolutely dangerous as well as ineffective. You see what they're going to leverage and hold over your head if you don't bow down and take the vaccination because they're going to have everybody lined up on government health care and now they're going to withdraw it if you buck the system. That's where this is all gone. And all these bleeding heart liberals crying for government health care, so ignorant about really what the name of the game is. It's about control, control of you. Biden also attacked Governor DeSantis in Florida for pandemic politics. Here's another one from Dr. Fauci. Herd immunity. He shrugged off natural immunity. He said, first of all, 60% of the people need to be vaccinated. And then he told Fox News in December of 2020, 70 to 75%. Then he goes on to say, quote, we really don't know what the real number is. I think the real range is somewhere between 70 to 90%. Well, what we're finding now, Epic Times has an article on this. Right now, in one of the latest issues, most of the people, most, the majority of people who die from COVID-19 are vaccinated right now. That's in spite of what Fauci had to say. So Biden also enlisted vaccine confidence with woke celebrities. 17,000 organizations, including the American Academy of Pediatrics, American Academy of Family Physicians, American College of of Physicians, the AMA, Planned Parenthood. This is the trouble with government agencies. Sports and entertainment industries also. The Major League Baseball, NBA, NASCAR, NFL, unions, labor leaders, business roundtables. All of these lined up to browbeat Americans to get vaccinated. And now we learn what the majority of people dying are those that are fully vaccinated, dying from COVID. We'll be back in a moment. Now, the last of this program, I want to run through some of the lies that our government has been telling about the COVID-19 vaccinations and COVID-19 itself. And this is the same government that wants to curtail misinformation. They want to manage the information that you receive. But we're going to look at some of the lies, just, just several of the lies, bald-faced lies that they've been telling, misinformation that has now shown to be misinformation by this government. This shows us what I mentioned regarding Thomas Jefferson at the first of the program. It is we, the people, who need to be overseeing our government, not our government overseeing us. So let's look at some of these. I'll just mention some of them real quickly and then we'll go back and answer them. Now the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, says that it is misinformation, number one, that COVID shots are not bats vaccines. They say, well, some of you are saying the COVID shots are not vaccines. They say that's false information. Number two, they say, Well, people say the COVID shots are unsafe. I'm one of those who say that. They say, Well, that's misinformation. We'll come back and look at that in a moment. <clears throat> Another misinformation is, according to the CDC, is that shot-induced immunity is not better than natural immunity. We'll see the truth of that in a moment. The fourth one is this. COVID shots facilitate the emergence of variants. That's what many people, I've had doctors on this program, that have basically stated that very thing. The CDC says that's misinformation. We'll see about that. The COVID shots can alter DNA. That's one of the criticisms of the COVID shots. But CDC says, no, 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 that is misinformation. We'll see what about that in just a moment. Another one is COVID shots affect fertility. Well, there's a scary one. But the CDC says, no, that's that's not right. No, no. Another one is the COVID shots are largely ineffective. But they tell us that's misinformation. Let's go back and correct the CDC on this. Number one, the COVID shots are not vaccines. The truth of the matter is the COVID shots do not meet the standard vaccine definition. In September of 2021, the CDC altered the definition of a COVID vaccine or a vaccination. They changed the wording from prevent persons from getting diseases to provide some measure of protection. So they changed it to from prevent to provide some measure of protection. Yeah, what happened? <clears throat> they changed up the definitions. That's what they've done. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's look at the next one. They say it's misinformation that COVID shots are unsafe. The truth is, however, that's not misinformation. Ingredients in COVID shots are unsafe. The shots containing mRNA caused humans to produce the most toxic parts of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. The CDC says it only stays, however, even though it's there, it only stays in the injection site. But Pfizer acknowledged that it actually travels throughout the body, and many physicians agree. Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCulloch, Stephanie Seneff, Ryan Cole, Jessica Rose, Pierre Corey, James Thorpe, Merrill Nass, Tess Laurie, Mark Trozzi, many others tell us, no, they're unsafe because that travels, that is, the spike protein travels throughout the body. It does not stay simply in the injection site. According to what's taking place now in Gavin Newsom's totalitarian California, however, doctors can't say these kinds of things because, after all, the government's going to punish them and take away the medical license. How do you feel about that? That sounds something like comes out of communist China right away, doesn't it? Here's another one. Shot-induced immunity is not better than natural immunity. That's something that I've said. That's something we've had doctors on this program talking about, that natural immunity is better. But the CDC says, no, 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 that's misinformation. Truth of the matter, as of February 2022, that would be this year, there were more than 150 research studies affirming the durability of natural immunity and many Studies found it to be superior. 150. You're not going to hear about that from the mainstream media. You're not going to hear about that if government continues to manage what is information and what is misinformation. Another one is this COVID shots facilitate emergence of variants. The CDC says that that's misinformation. What's the truth? A Belgian virologist and immunologist, Dr. Gert van den Bosch explain that the vaccine drives the evolution of the virus. I get that. The vaccines themselves drives the evolution of the virus. That is, it changes. It morphs. That explains why vaccinated people become unable to ward off infections with viral mutations, and they're constantly getting reinfected. You know people like that. I know people like that. They're people who are fully vaccinated, and this winter they're having a hard time because, once again, they have COVID. Right now, fully vaccinated people make up the majority of those with COVID. I have an article in front of me that speaks about it very plainly, and that is most of the people that are dying from COVID are fully vaccinated. Not the unvaccinated, the vaccinated. COVID shots can alter your DNA. That's been a criticism that we've offered here on this program. Last year, we had doctors on the program talking about this very thing that it alters your DNA. And one of the doctors here in this community had been banned from our hospital because he made such comments. And the CDC says, oh, no, that's not true. That cannot happen. What's the truth of the matter? Swedish researchers at Lund University, February of this year, tell us that the mRNA from Pfizer shots enters the liver cells and is converted into DNA. That means the cells can potentially become permanent factories for spike protein. That's the truth. That's what researchers in Sweden have discovered at Lund University. So... We have doctors have said that CDC says, no, that's a lie. Well, who's giving the misinformation? What we need is freedom. Each individual to decide for ourselves what we will believe and what we will not believe. We don't want government overseers to make that decision for us. Here's another one. The COVID shots affect fertility. That's a criticism of the COVID shots. It's been around for a while. The truth of the matter is, of course, they say that's misinformation, CDC does, but the truth of the matter is a Pfizer study had pregnant women were, that were excluded from the study. However, during the study, which was over a period of time, 270 women got pregnant during the study. And do you know what happened? 36 pregnant women whose outcomes were followed, of those 36, 28 lost their children, they lost their babies. Dr. James Thorpe, a board-certified obstetrics and gynecology doctor, described the spike in menstrual disorders, stillbirths, miscarriages, fetal malformation, growth restrictions in moms who are jabbed. This vaccine is extraordinarily inflammatory in nature, says Dr. James Thorpe. So, who's telling the truth here? Well, the CDC they're very quick to put out that, no, that doesn't affect fertility. But doctors are saying, absolutely, it does. And by the way, shouldn't shouldn't you just question what's taking place? Shouldn't you just question it? Let's, let me just stop here, put a peg down. We'll come back to it in a moment. You know, just think about what's what the misinformation that has been put out by government for a long time regarding vaccinations. The same thing regarding global warming, for example. Coming out of the United Nations, climate change, the climate change agenda, climate change scientists, those who are in favor of showing that human caused climate change is c- causing global warming and global problems. They skewed the data. They skewed it coming out of the United Nations, and we know that was the case. That was happening years ago. Shouldn't that cause the American citizens to rise up and say, you know what? We're done with this. We're not going to accept the information that's coming out of them. They've already shown themselves to be corrupt by skewing information. And the same thing is the case regarding Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci has lied over and over again. We've talked about some of them earlier on this show, there is vaccine propaganda, and he's been a purveyor of it. I hope he's held accountable that by the Republican Congress or Republican House of Representatives. He needs to be. He needs to be in jails when he needs to be. Well, <clears throat> he's been a purveyor of misinformation, lied continually. Should you accept one who has already soiled his own reputation by lying so many times? Should you accept his his dictum? Should you accept him from the CDC? Dr. Naomi Wolf, speaking about fertility, she says male fertility is affected also. So you need to be aware of that. We'll talk one last one. COVID shots are largely ineffective, and that's what we've said on this program for a long time. CDC says, no, no, not true. The truth of the matter is, however, as Dr. Naomi Wolf has pointed out that one of the common side effects of the shot was, "Get this common side effect? COVID, COVID. She said the FDA knew in November 2020 the vaccines did not work. But what's happened? The government has stifled reasonable debate. Do you remember the days when it used to be at colleges and universities where people would get together in debating clubs and discuss? and have debates, open debates on different topics, no matter what the topic may be. We left all of that long ago. We don't want to think about things. Instead, we want to go to the ball game, and that's where we're going to stay. Sadly, we need to go back to more debating clubs. We need to go back to having more open discussion. And we need to demand from our government that we do so. If we don't, we're living in a totalitarian state.